1: This show originally aired in 2016. Oh, you know we love this. It is. It is great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, a place to have a good time. Oh, coming up, we have... What wild dessert that you could construct out of Girl Scout cookies? It's that season. Our celebration continuing of spring foods. You're starting to see them in the markets. Um, We have a lemon meringue cocktail. It is killer with a little chocolate shaved on the top. We have garden tips for people who grow vegetables and glorious salmon so many ways, including brunch. My treasured food buddies are here. Mostly you're here listening, and we're so glad for that. Senior contributors Chris Prosperi and Mark Raymond, bartender Anthony Desario, plus our special guest Diane Morgan, who who knows all about salmon, has this great cookbook. Hey, everybody.
2: Hey Hey there, Faith. Faith.
1: Anthony, I can hardly resist <laughs> starting with your cocktail, which okay. is a lemon meringue. Yep. And, Mark, you've got this, oh, the yeah. martini glass right It looks right like
3: here. a lemon meringue pie.
1: It really does. It's so <laughs> it does. good. I'm going to sip it again. You know, you don't even have to put
4: alcohol in this yeah. thing. It's so good. So well, here, here's the deal. <laughs>
1: Anthony, get us in the mood. Can so, you tell us about your lemon?
4: You said do something with lemon, and I immediately thought lemon meringue pie. Because it's spring. Because it's yeah. spring. You know, it's, it's that time of year again. You know, it's bright outside. The sun's shining. What better lemon is there than that? And I just originally was thinking traditional whiskey sour, which is just whiskey and fresh lemon and simple syrup, which is, you know, the one-to-one sugar and water. And um, the original version had an egg white in it. So I wanted to play with lemon meringue pie, so I took the whiskey out, and we're going to use vodka today. So I would suggest using your favorite vanilla vodka at home, a lemon sour, which is a really great recipe that we have online, something you can keep in your refrigerator and use for a million things. So that's sugar and water. Just sugar, water, and lemon juice, Mm -hmm. and it'll last forever. Uh, So yeah, so vanilla vodka, we have our lemon sour, and an egg white. Doesn't get easier I, but it I, doesn't get easier yeah. than that. First, we yeah, just put let's, the... Let's we, see. It. So we're going to put gonna the, put the vodka it. in. Okay. Okay. Mm, then we're yeah, going to add go. our lemon juice. You can get mm-hmm. a lot
1: of vanilla vodkas out there. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. And there's a lot of now, great flavors fresh, out there. It's got to be fresh lemon juice. Everything's got to be fresh. Okay, go ahead. It's got to be fresh lemon,
4: lemon juice. Going to put the uh, white of one egg. So just separate an egg, or if you're worried about using eggs that you don't want to separate, you can purchase them oh, at yeah. the store. The egg yeah, whites yeah. And on uh, the carton. In, the, in the carton. So use uh, two. Uh, well, we'll have the recipe up there, but I would okay. suggest using two ounces. Okay, that's so equivalent to one egg white, and that goes into so your shaker. So that goes shaker. into the shaker, and then we're going to add our ice. Got the top on. Okay. Got the top on, and, and we're going to just shake it up. Really, so really it's hard because it's all in here, and we want to emulsify everything together, which means that we're going to get all of our ingredients we're going to add our water from the ice so we really want to give this a very good shake
1: okay, hit it
0: There we go.
4: That's the way. That's so. A, I mean, again, you, you, yeah. you have egg white in there and the acid from the lemon. So what we're really trying to do is, I'm shaking like crazy just That's to get all this to blend together. That's all you like. hear, right?
1: That's Absolutely. That's what you hear at the martini competition. A hundred so, times a minute, and, and you're dancing.
4: So, so it's there, almost like maracas. It's yeah. like it, exactly. It? So, so now what we want to do is we want to break this apart and we am going to pour out the mixture of the cocktail into the other side of my mixing glass.
1: Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, no, I not, into into not into the regular glass. glass. Not I into to, the drinking glass. No, not yet. And then into we're, the uh, other... Yeah, and then we're just going to dump the ice well, out. Well, that's
1: because you have the... You have two mixing glasses together stuck, together, stuck together. So you could pour it into a container. Yeah, you the can idea is pour it is into a container. You we're that... not ready for glasses yet? No. The, okay. the
4: idea is we want to, because of the egg white, we want to get this beautiful texture and a really nice pillow on top.
1: This is a bartender secret that you can learn at home. So if you've got an egg white in your drink, what Anthony's talking about is you don't go from the shaker directly into the glass because you don't have creaminess yet. One little trick makes creaminess in your drink. Yep.
4: Go ahead. And that is So we, we dumped the used ice out of the shaker, and now we're putting the two shakers back together with the cocktail inside. And we're just going to shake that for you know, 30 seconds really hard. No ice? No ice. That's okay, called dry shaking, it. and you could go it either way. So Dry we're just, shaking. We're just shaking this up. You probably won't even be able to hear it because there's no ice in there. It's just kind of sloshing around, and you can actually feel it in your hand as it's coming together, which it just has. So Very cool. now we're just wow. going to strain that out and that into makes our cocktail a glass. A creamy texture. It makes a creamy texture. So now you see as we pour it out, the whole oh, the whole cocktail glass looks white and you can't the mar- even see it. The
1: martini and glass yeah. is so festive, and it's, and it's, not, it. separated. it's, it's not separated. Not it's like yeah.
4: you've got no, a cappuccino no, foam and, on and, the top about, of this glass. If you give it about thirty yeah. seconds, it'll yeah. start to uh, separate. So you'll see it start to separate. You'll see the lemon on the bottom, and the white egg foam is going to be sitting on the top. Mark, what did you say? It's
5: like you've got this cappuccino foam right at the top of bit of
4: a crema
2: yes yeah
5: it looks like a lemon meringue
4: pie
2: it really does in a glass it does have like these
4: little peaks and valleys it's
5: so delicious
4: and and to finish it off i just wanted to just jazz it with a little bit of chocolate so you could take your favorite chocolate bar faith you know one of your gluten-free chocolate bars and take a fine plane or a zester and just zest a little chocolate on the top well we like to take care
1: of people who are gluten-free because there are so many people now millions so wow how so delicious.
5: Delicious! <laughs> it's really oh my gosh. So you've right? got that—you've definitely got that <laughs> lemon so meringue good. feel, and then yeah. you've got the texture of Three that foamy top that it has a little sweetness to it, and then that little chocolate essence. I, I uh, have four to say, if you that chocolate. I yeah, if would never—it's yeah,
1: it's so simple at home. I don't make a cocktail with oh. egg white in it because it just seems like some complicated thing that bartenders do. When I see Anthony. Telling us how to do this, I think, what is wrong with me that I would never do the trick. this? I it's, didn't know
2: that
4: trick. Yeah. You, the, what did you call it? The dry shake. The dry, dry shake. shake. You That's shake the, it
1: twice. Yeah. Yeah. With so ice, ice, without ice.
4: So you get it made, yeah. and then you and, and you could do it either way. You can dry shake all the ingredients together first, and then add your yeah. ice. Gotcha. Or, either yeah. or.
1: The recipe for Anthony Deserio's Lemon Meringue Cocktail, great for spring or any time, is on our website, as all our recipes are, at foodschmooze, S-C-H, like school, foodschmooze.org. Fantastic, Thank Anthony. You. Thank you. so, so much. Here's, we want to talk to you about if you're going to grow a garden, what's going on with that. We have later in the show, as we promised, the author of Salmon, where she's changing it up with all these salmon recipes done. Stovetop, in the oven, on the grill. Bravo. Ah, gravlax, so marinating, absolutely wonderful. And Chris made one of them. There's a great salmon brunch recipe with eggs and smoked salmon. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But do I have a chocolate report for
4: you? Uh Uh-oh, come on. Chocolate report. Chocolate
1: (gasps) report? Remember when we did our chocolate show, and we were talking about... Oh, yeah. Remember the bars we tried? Oh, yeah. And and one one of them was from... Thanks to those people online. One of them was uh, from Vietnam. Yeah, and she yeah. Said, this they were is growing my, chocolate there. my new favorite, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going through the New York Times this past week, and I see this article in the food section about a particular chocolate bar being made with cacao in Vietnam and... And people were going nuts, and the writer said, who loves chocolate bars, yeah. said, this is arguably the best chocolate bar I have wow, ever had.
3: Wow. And the cocoa is being grown in Vietnam, yeah. an emerging country wow, for Those big words.
1: We are <laughs> – I know. <this laughs> yeah. Isn't. Now, we leave it to you to decide if you think this is the best chocolate bar. But we have posted this online at org, and let me tell you about it, because – this, there is an exclusive distributor in the United States for these bars. And the one that they were speaking so uh, ravishingly about uh, is their dark chocolate bar. The particular, I think it's 85%, so very, very dark. And I went online to check, and it is sold out. But the, the company is called Maru. M-A-R-O-U. This is big in Europe because the Europeans found out about this. And now we have a U.S. distributor. So Maru Chocolate decided awesome. to make a deal with this online distributor, and you can go there. They have many bars to choose from. But the one that has got people very jazzed at the moment is sold out. But I don't know why you can't yeah. go online and make orders for this chocolate bar so our chocolate lovers that would be me (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) you know we want you to 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 know about this um so maru chocolate bars and we're at foodschmooze.org if you want to see how to go to that website and check this out all right. Let's concentrate on some of our spring food. Last oh, yeah. time we did asparagus. Yep. Some
3: Ramps s- are coming, right? Oh, that's right. Spring onions.
1: Chris, can you tell us what ramps are?
3: They're wild leeks, and they grow all over the place around here.
1: Can you describe the Yeah, in the
3: wet, swampy areas, riverbeds, uh, streams streams going through the woods. If you see
1: skunk cabbage, it's yeah, likely ramping around. Coming close, yeah.
3: yeah. And they have such an amazing flavor. And they're one of the first things that pop up in the spring. So yeah. as soon as you start seeing green in your yard and stuff, that's when you know they're coming. How do you cook them? Oh my gosh, we do so many things You can just grill them, they're amazing With a little salt and pepper You can uh, chop them up, saute them into any dish You would use onions or leeks in Salads, Salads. Yeah. We make pesto with it I mean, it has so many uses And like I said, in the spring, they're so abundant We have a patch in Canton from one of our customers And she lets us come onto her yard And in the back, she has a little wooded area And this opens up, we've named it now The Valley of the Ramps And they're literally <laughs> <laughs> we are and hundreds of thousands of ramps in this area <gasps> So, you can't pick them. There's no way you could pick them. I want
1: to tell you that last spring when I was living in North Guilford, Connecticut, kind of out there, Chris had told me this story of these ramps and said where you can find them. And on the way from downtown Guilford <laughs> to, to <laughs> Almost house, getting into
3: an accident. There's faith in the car. Really.
1: I'm driving at like 11 miles an hour. <laughs> and none of those roads are ever are straight. there are streams <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking, I see skunk cabbage. There have to be ramps. I'll come back and I'll dig them up. You No. Know, not one ramp did I see, or at least i couldn 't recognize yeah. them, so you want to go online and see what they look like. Just look up ramps, mm. see the picture of what they look like, and you 'll spot them right away. We have yeah. some pictures online for you fuchmus dot okay, so apricots oh, yeah. coming oh, out
4: apricots, oh yeah, rhubarb,
1: just rhubarb. rhubarb. Oh. So we've got a, a rhubarb thing posted, a rhubarb recipe where you make a rhubarb salsa to put Ooh. on things. This is rhubarb and sugar and a couple of other fruits. fantastic oh, uh, that's to put be on. awesome: you're pulling up your rhubarb or the rhubarb you buy in the market, you're chopping the stem mm-hmm. and uh, putting a little sugar in and some other things, and then making down. and yeah. it becomes sweet sour
5: like yes. Yeah. One of my all time favorites is strawberry rhubarb pie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Strawberries come a little bit my later. My mother makes but, but, a great oh, strawberry I can't rhubarb wait. pie. Oh, oh yeah. now we're talking about early summer.
3: I
1: can't
4: wait. Oh, yeah. oh kind of, with, with I, some I nice know. crisp gin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: And I can say to you that there's one thing that I never thought to do. If you search online, they're grilling apricots.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: It never occurred with to ice me. cream.
3: And then you put it on a so bowl, and you put ice cream on top. Oh my god! Yeah, really, heaven!
1: What a good oh, yeah. idea! I never that thought about this. That is a great
3: your way to eat ice cream.
1: See, there's just maybe a
3: little booze on top. Oh, you got a, yeah. like a spirit or something. Yeah, if you up. drink alcohol, sure. Yeah, yeah or, you that, know.
4: or that whiskey with that yeah. apricot note. Oh, Remember what the Bastille that we have? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, see, oh, yeah. now we're oh, talking that, about a dessert. grilled
3: apricots, vanilla gelato, and then that whiskey. Oh yeah. Right, that would be a Heavenly. Bastille yeah, Bastille: And that's on our yeah, website..: wow.
1: So the idea of the show is whether you get a particular thing that we mention, we will say brands if we think it's outstanding. On this show, we don't want to badmouth things. We just feature things <laughs> that we really like. Our job is to find things that we're proud of. We're curating for you. That's what this show is all about. But if you've got a whiskey that you like, or we're giving you ideas of what to do with these ingredients, all these fresh ingredients that you see in the market. On the other side of this break, do we have a white wine for spring that seems to go with everything? It's an unbelievable value. Between $10 and $12 a bottle from Cecilia and it's all over our area. So more mouth-watering conversation and fun ahead on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. And I do hope you'll make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry Among Us. We're online now at foodschmooze.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to a rebroadcast of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. This show originally aired in 2016. Beans and cornbread.
3: Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. Beans and cornbread cornbread had a fight. Beans, Beans, not cornbread, out of sight. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow
0: night. Ah! what said to be
1: That's what they said. We have a free podcast for you, meaning you'll never miss a drop of pleasure. Just sign up for it once. Add our site and we'll automatically send you our show every week so you can listen on your schedule. Also, discover our delicious curated food wine, a cocktail recommendations, I love talking with you. My food buddies here love talking with you. So we hope you'll stop by our site often and say hi to us, Uh, like us if you are in the mood. And we're always online at Food Schmooze. That's where all the recipes are, foodschmooze.org. I'm with my treasured food buddies, and I mean treasured. Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut. Uh, Mark Raymond, who is the Northeast... Uh, director or uh, czar of Frederick (laughs) Wildman's wine Ah. distributors and our super cheap (laughs) cocktail contributor is Anthony Desario. They're all here in the studio with me. We're going to go to a wine because it is Ah. such a bargain. It is so great with spring foods. And also, this might be one of my go-to wines for drinking throughout the summer. It is a white this time. And it is from Sicily. It is widely available in our area. We've got it listed on the website, foodschmooze.org. And, Mark, this is $10, $12 a bottle?
5: Between 10 and $12 in most retail shops. It's so affordable. It's kind of unique. It's a blend of two indigenous grapes to Sicily, mm. Catarato and Grillo. And then um, there's a little bit of Chardonnay blended in. And what I love about it gives it
1: a little body and yeah, richness.
5: and richness. That's it's necessary. got a great mouthfeel. It's got good acidity. I love it. You get a little bit of uh, apple, you get a little bit of pear, and then just sort of that little lemon zest. It's in there with that acidity. It and
1: feels like it goes with so many foods.
5: Oh, my that- God. It's so incredible. When I think of you know warmer weather, I always kind of lean towards Sicily and southern Italy or Spain. Mm. But uh, when, when I, I, I started this. thinking about this, I said, oh, my God, this is going to go great with – Things like salmon, things like mm-hmm. shellfish, grilled summer vegetables. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... That's a nice mouthfeel.
1: It has so, a nice mouthfeel. feel. That such sounds a, a like, brightness to it. Isn't that a weird thing to say something has a particular mouthfeel <sighs> more than another wine? Can yeah. anybody explain why that would be? Like- it fills you,
3: right? It fills your taste buds and... Coats your mouth, right?
5: It really has to do with the different types of grape have different characters. But, you know, whether they do it in stainless steel, whether they do it in oak, this is all done in stainless steel. So it's really about the richness of that grape varietal.
1: Bright and fresh. So you get yet, that
5: brightness. There's good acidity to it. But yet it does have that roundness. It's got yet. that richness.
1: In Europe… People are drinking wines that are ten, twelve dollars a bottle. They would never drink something expensive on a weeknight. We don't either on no. this show. I mean, I mean, maybe no, you me restaurant too. guy over there. No, okay. I <laughs> not mean, at all. Why my would go-to, you do that?
3: My go-to wine is like six, seven dollars.
1: Exactly. Yeah. This wine at ten to twelve dollars a bottle. It's called Piano Maltese. It's a 2013 made grown in Sicily where they're not fooling around with things, where things are very real. That's the yeah, clean, very natural. real, yes. natural,
5: beautiful, beautiful. All estate grown. Rapitala, right? Rapitala. Rapitala. Rapitala.
1: This is another um, crucifying of the Italian language for me. <laughs> <I, laughs> greatest apologies. No. Rapitala. <laughs> R-A-P-I-T-A-L-A. Anyway, you'll see it on the website. And we take a picture of the label for you so that you can call ahead to the wine store. We don't want to make you go on a trip and then have to go back again. But the distributor, we tell you what to say there and show them the label or just read it to them over the phone. We're trying to make it easy for you. I love this. This is weeknight meals. This is weekend. This is party wine. You know what we is... call
5: this? The patio pounder.
4: Oh, yeah, I could see
5: that.
1: I call it walking around wine, where you're just sitting with friends walking <laughs> yeah. around the pa-
3: I like <laughs> it because, too, it can be every day, but I would offer this on a special occasion, too, sure. because it's got, sure.
4: right? it's got body it. It goes mean, with so many yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great, like, pre dinner wine, you know, if you just get home from work and pull it out of the refrigerator. The more I taste it, the more I'm thinking like, you know, fresh summer salads, maybe a little bit of fruit in there, get the acidity from like some bright, fresh uh, garden tomatoes and, Mm -hmm. you know, anything out of your garden, you're all set.
1: Asparagus is really tricky. Right now we've got all kinds of things growing. we had chives and, you know, I had a list of 25 things that are growing right now. You'll see them in the markets coming in the start of the farmers market you're going to see them there for these spring foods this is so good with them this one goes with so many things anyway on the website fuchmoose.org we've decided among ourselves we were going to do a whole big thing on gardens but we want to be able to save enough time to talk about these great salmon recipes coming up in our next segment so we're we're gonna save the whole big garden hacks and ideas we for you ones, for for in the next couple of weeks, but here's one idea just to give you a taste for this. This woman was having a hard time to getting her garden growing, and she didn't have she was in Alaska. She didn't have a lot of sunlight, and she had a lot of pests, and not to mention bears and ravens. <laughs> and so she said, um, "I can't figure out. There's no sunlight in my yard Anthony at your your family's yeah. house you were talking yes. about that you know what she did she was at a tag sale and she bought people's used garden gutters
4: oh wow hung Ooh, them wow.
1: Hung them on the side wall of her garage what where the sun idea. is. Just yeah. regular gutters. What a great idea. Regular gutters. No kidding. Filled them with soil oh, with wow. a little bit of drainage on the bottom. Of
3: course. And they have a hole at the end to dry. Genius. At the end oh,
1: and my dad's going to be hanging gutters
4: this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, I love that idea. Oh my God, God that's, that's incredible. That's idea. what we
1: call a garden hack. This was online. That's a killer one. Yeah, I found it online. And, and I'm just, I was so. Through, this is Green Upgrader. I yeah. want to give them credit. No, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So we've got so many more like that. We're going to talk to you about straw bale gardening oh, where yeah. you don't need any soil at all. You do it in the straw bale that you get at the hardware store. We're going to be doing all that.
2: Let me hear you shout for the Girl Girl Loud and proud. Let me hear you shout for the Girl Girl
5: Is anybody else seeing Girl Scout cookies? Oh, oh, it's that
4: time yeah. of year again.
3: We're oh my goodness, it. We're they're everywhere. Have, we already have them delivered,
5: and I'm not complaining because I absolutely love them.
3: Yeah, but then you have oh, to yeah. eat them,
5: that's all a, of them. You of can't that like is, not
4: just. What do you do? You buy them and let them sit point. on the counter. So, yeah. so but you've Samoas got to hear or, or, But
1: but Anthony, you've had a. What was your challenge at the oh, bar?
4: When I first started years ago, I had this reputation of being called the Candy Man. So uh, when vanilla vodka first came out, um, I started making cocktails that tasted like candy. And one customer came in. It's going back 20 years, and they said, uh, "You know, can you make me a drink that tastes like Thin Mint?" And I was like, "Sure." You know, it's a simple variation of a grasshopper with vanilla vodka. And then they came in a week later and brought a box of every Girl Scout cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and threw the challenge on the bar and they said, Okay, you think you're so good, you know, and I just I was still green behind the gills, you know, I didn't know half of what I know now and they're just like, Can you make a drink that tastes like every single one of these? Oh. And I was like, All right, challenge accepted and I went through and you know, the Samoa was like the best one of all. The you know, the Samoa. Samoa was just wow. co- I just do like, co- like, like I the just coconut. did like a nice yeah, creamy caramel. vanilla oh, vodka yeah. martini. And then what, I just rimmed what? the glass with chocolate and toasted coconut and oh. just brought and, and and a little bit wow. of caramel, dessert. So I brought all those together.
1: Why isn't a bar doing this? Where this they, time of I year would be perfect, oh, yeah. right? And giving away cookies. free Girl, Girl Scout, Scout cookies, cookies when you're each supporting each drink. Yeah. Girl Scouts. Ooh, or
3: you put it on the rim as a garnish. I oh, say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: some of them make a great especially the Samoa, because that <laughs> <laughs> sticks to anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, peanut
4: butter was hard though. As a drink, yeah, that that, that, that was that was Let's a tough see, one. Let's see,
1: peanut butter. What spirit would go with? Pe- would it be bourbon?
4: I w- you could do rum. You could do bourbon. Rum. Mm-hmm. Or again, uh, you know, sometimes when you just can't think of anything, your vodka is your go-to because it has no flavor <laughs> so to it, neutral. and it'll really bring that peanut butter out. Yeah. Mm. So, or mm. even, now you have so many flavors of yeah. vodka out there, like, you just thought, like yeah, well, chocolate a peanut butter vodka. Uh, I'm sure there is. There will be. I'm sure <laughs> there is. Actually, or fortune right there. <laughs> oh, there oh. actually is peanut butter liqueur out there. Wow, that sounds... Right. It's a peanut butter that. cordial. So yeah, huh. it's, oh. it, if you can find it, it's out there.
1: Okay. So um, we absolutely love the Scouts. We're just really so supportive of the Scouts. And so when the Girl Scouts start doing their cookies, we'd like to mention it to you. And I was just talking to the Connecticut Girl Scout CEO, Mary Barnaby, who who said to me, That they're just now, but when the cookies are out, they have a big contest. And I think this is exciting, especially for people like you, Chris, but also for home cooks, where they're asking you to do a cookie hack. In other words, come up with, you know how we did the grilled cheese birthday cake? Come up, use Girl Scout cookies as the base for a dessert. And then there Mm. are judges um, who say, okay, you know, that we're going to. And then people do this. And so you can go online and find out about this. And, and so I'm excited of that this oh – I think, think it is the, possibilities. Most, it's the most ugh. fun. I saw, Endless.
3: I, I saw a Samoa waffle. That you is awesome. A Samoa waffle? That and then you put a... ice cream on top. How does it go? How does it <laughs> work? Up, you would chop up the Samoas, put them in with your dry ingredients – and then you would make your panca- or your waffles just like it
5: you Your would. Waffle mix. Yeah, With the waffle chunks mix. Of oh, awesome. I'm oh, yeah, definitely making those up. this weekend. Well, well, I, I, so
1: whenever awesome. I get the so seminars, I freeze I, them. You're My gonna be son dad is gonna number gonna one. Love that. I know it. <laughs> think <laughs>
4: about all the
3: possibilities. There's so many flavors. Well
1: awesome. Um we love that the Girl Scouts themselves are from every walk of life. We just yeah, think it. Leadership skills, you know, just fantastic.
3: I'm still thinking about all the garden hacks, that gutter know, thing, that and and then out. the hay bale, right? That, so, hay bale yeah, that, that hay bale He's thing's got me. He's been so on excited. the phone since the, since I mentioned yes. it, <laughs> looking up photos of it. Mark's going to do this. I am Mark, definitely. If drive by, yeah, yeah, if you drive by Mark's house this summer, you'll see him out front. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so so we were turned on to this last year by yeah. by Todd Friedland, the vet who is in Wyndham, Connecticut, and he came on the show. I used to do the the vet hour with him Oh, for, uh, oh, my goodness, 20 years. He's also been on the food show with us, and he did a whole thing with us on the hay, the straw bale gardening. You get a a square of a hay bale at the hardware store, and you can plant on all sides of the hay bale. You don't need soil. You water it, prepare it all up. You can look this up online, how to do this. amazing. Some of it's, the photos you see there online aren't are incredible. weeds.
3: No weeds. No it's, weeds. It's, it's raised. You it's raised naturally, raised it's,
5: it's natural, and it yeah. doesn't do any damage to your yard. And then at the, end of, at the end of the season, it turns into compost.
1: Well, bear in mind, <laughs> right? Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Bear in <laughs> mind where you put the hay bale down. That square, yeah, is going to, of course, kill the grass. Yeah. Right. Sure. But so,
4: but then when you plant the, the new grass, back you back can put there. the hay on top, and it's, <laughs> yeah. And he did
1: his. He had a hillside that was really kind of unusable. And, you know, he was mowing it, and it was difficult. So he said, I'm putting my hay bales across the whole hillside, no, and it was I higher that. toward yeah. the yeah. sun. It made sort of like a little tiered to- effect there. Yeah. So I, mean, cool. I bet it looks beautiful, it's too. It's just fantastic way to garden. You just have to be willing to do the preparing of the hay bale, which takes, I think, a week, a week or Chris? so. Yeah, I yeah. think of that. And I, then that's it. And then the you don't have to do anything. The preparing of the hay bale. <laughs>
5: Sounds so formal.
1: <laughs> yep, but there's so many of these hacks,
5: it's going to be a yeah, cool I, show. I, right? I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely.
3: And
1: let me give you a taste of it. Actually, here's yeah. the final thing. You know how you go away for a week, two weeks, or you Always don't want to water yeah. all yeah. the time, even when you're home? and so mm-hmm. When you dig a square for a garden bed, Take a plastic milk jug or water jug, you know those with the screw-on cap, Mm -hmm. with the handle built right in, the gallon plastic container. You punch some holes in the bottom, you dig a hole in your garden bed, and you plant them in several places. Make sure that when you plant the plastic jug in the ground, that the opening, the hole for it, is at surface level. And... It's got holes in it, remember. At and the then bottom, yeah. and when you've planted all your plants all around it, you <laughs> fill the jug. It's <laughs> awesome. Water. So you do that I have like an every down the
3: once a week, or, and, drip,
1: yeah. and the best part drip is drip irrigation. It, it drip irrigation into the roots of the plant, which that's is just when you're standing with a hose. It takes forever for it yeah. to get down to the roots. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's we, just
3: the genius idea.
1: It's just fantastic. I saw this online. It's called A Garden Hack. We're going to get to more of this in the shows coming up week after week. My friends, I adore you. As you know, I'm talking to you listeners, whether you're online or on the radio. My buddies here in the studio, I just absolutely adore every inch of you salmon recipes coming your way now we love the local please support your local food growers and food makers for on-demand podcast delivery of the food Schmooze party every week and to find our food wine cocktail restaurant recommendations our streaming videos recipes we feature we are always online talking with you foodschmooze.org and we'll be right back with salmon
0: take me outside Sit in the green garden. Nobody out there, but it's okay now. Bait in the sunlight. Don't mind if rain falls. Take me outside. Sit in the green garden. Oh wow, oh wow, oh wow, oh wow. Oh, wow. And I'll fly on the wings of a butterfly. High as a tree tall, down again, putting my bag down, taking my shoes off, walking the carpet, a green velvet.
1: listening to a rebroadcast of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. This show originally aired in
0: 2016.
1: This is the Food Schmooze Party offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, and, of course, the Hamptons. The senior producer is Robin Doyen-Akin. And to hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at three podcasts, and our curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. Talk with us on Facebook, too. Search Faith Middleton. Ah, after cruising through Diane Morgan's great-sounding recipes, we are in the mood for salmon, including crispy skin pan-seared salmon, slow-cooked salmon, which we just tried. And for brunch, poached eggs with smoked salmon. In this cookbook, you'll find guidance on choosing a regional variety of salmon and cooking methods for making it from poaching, grilling, and frying to oven roasting and marinating. We can get into a space where we think we've had too much salmon, 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 salmon. It was like what happened to Chardonnay in the beginning, right? So I'm thinking that what's convinced me about this cookbook is that if you... Change it up, like anything else. Yeah. If you change it up,
3: like we did today,
1: yeah, With it this is. Recipe, right? Suddenly, you think this is the most delicious yeah. fish. I because had this, fantastic. I had this thing last farm-raised.
3: night I was like, I don't want salmon, and then when we had it today, I was like, Oh my gosh, why don't I eat more salmon? <gasps> Right? It's that, it, I know. And I, yeah. last night I was like, ah, oh, salmon again. And
1: that was that slow cooked salmon that we're going to be talking about. I can't wait to do it. Diane Morgan is author of the book called Simply Salmon. Everything you need to know plus 45 recipes. Diane, welcome to the Fuchmoose party.
6: Sounds like a party to me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And thank you. I know you are on the West Coast, and thank you for doing this because uh, we have that time difference. Um, So I wanted to turn right away to a particular salmon. Let's do the slow-cooked one. I'd like Chris to talk about how he made this, and then we want to talk to you about salmon in general. So Chris – This was velvety, soft. Touch it with a fork and it falls apart. But
3: still pink, right? The color all the way through. Exactly. So
1: go ahead. How did did you do it?
3: It's a great way to cook salmon and it's slow cooked.
1: Should I say the ingredients? Yeah, go ahead. You say the ingredients. The salmon fillets, Mm -hmm. a little olive oil and salt and pepper, a touch, just a pinch of cayenne pepper, a little dry white wine, whatever you have around Carrots, because this was with spring vegetables, and a leek and asparagus, some butter, just a little bit of butter, and, well, a medium amount of <laughs> A little for me. Um, a, so green peas, they can be frozen or fresh. Yeah. This is spring. It could be fresh. And a little fresh mint. Yeah. And that Flavors constellation – it was so good. Okay,
3: yeah. go. Yeah, but the key to this is really the salmon. The salmon is the star, which you wouldn't think because the vegetables are like the spring vegetables. But the way she cooks the salmon, so it's 250 degrees. That's the key, which we would never do. I mean I, I thought about it when I was putting it in the oven this morning. I was like, you know what? When was the last time I set my oven to 250 to cook fish? But it really yeah, does yeah, make a difference. Yeah. Okay, so well, you take salmon. Plus,
1: can I say that when I was asking you, would you, let's do this one. Here. I thought 250 and I thought, oh, the poor man, he's going to be standing <laughs> around the oven for four hours. Okay, oh, go ahead. 15, okay, I know. All right, so
3: you take the salmon and she does like a lot of us in the restaurants do where you take the fish out before you're going to cook it, bring it up to room temperature. So about 15, 20 minutes before you're going to use it and then set your oven for 250 degrees. You arrange your salmon on a little cookie sheet or sheet pan and you can either put, uh, parchment paper down Or uh, Foil Just to cover You know The bottom of the pan And then you just Brush a little olive oil The salt Pepper And a pinch of cayenne On each piece of fish And you put it in this Preheated oven At 250 degrees It takes about About 12 to 15 minutes And you're looking For an internal temperature Of about 115 to 120 So it's just soft
5: And pink oh. all the way through Yeah And it is that's So A ton good. of flavor Heaven oh. Wasn't So it? delicate. It's, yeah. yeah. It had the firmness. Sometimes when you have um, salmon that isn't fully cooked, you get a little bit of that sort of rawness in the middle. This was not that at all. This no. was beautifully textured all the way through. I think slow cooking does that. I mean, that's the cool thing. And we're finding that with a lot of different fish that if you cook them slow
3: like this, you get great results. You want to do a little more salt and pepper on your vegetables. You know, the way she explains to cook the vegetables are great. You just take water and wine. You put your vegetables in. You simmer it. The wine reduces. You throw in your other vegetables. You whip in some butter and some salt, and that's sort of the sauce that goes with the salmon. So delicious. And it's yeah. just, yeah, that butter kind of oh. brings it all together. It's, oh, yeah, it really, It's a winning recipe. And,
1: and this recipe is on our website with a couple of others, plus information about Diane's wonderful book. Diane, I wanted to ask you, there is a little bit of a – that developed on the outside of the salmon that was a little salt-centric. And I loved it because it gave it a little bit of zing. Can you talk to me about that?
6: Well, I think there's two things going on. You know, most people, they take a piece of meat or or poultry or fish out of the refrigerator and they immediately are cooking it. But when you let it come up to room temperature just enough that you've taken the chill off, but you're not in a danger zone of letting bacteria grow, it really helps the cooking process. And so you aren't putting this in the oven stone cold. And so that's one aspect. The fish on the outside is cooking immediately. It's not getting that chill off in that initial time. And so when you have that little pinch of salt against it, and I really recommend using a sea salt yeah, um, as opposed to an iodized commercial salt you really allow those flavors to just hit immediately mm. with the heat. That's where you're getting. I mean, it's not a hard crust. It's not as if you're pan searing. But you do. You get a little bit of a texture on the, on the outside. Yeah. the
1: best yeah, well, salmon dish
4: I've had in a long time. It was fantastic. fantastic. It was a really nice, simple. nice, healthy, fresh change to salmon. Too.
1: I don't know about you, but there is something about uh, other foods where if – you are are doing, say, lardone, a little bit of, uh, you could do prosciutto, where sure. you dice it up and you put it in a pan, a chorizo, or as Alex would say, chorizo. <laughs> um, if you do that, you get that crunch, that crispiness. Yeah. Every once in a while, I will have a piece of fish that has a crispy skin on it because of the way it's been cooked. And I mistakenly take a piece of that crispy skin and I think oh, and then suddenly I'm wolfing down the entire <laughs> skin and I think this can't be good for me. Well, it turns out there's a recipe in Diane's book called salmon skin, the bacon of the sea. Nice. Oh. I absolutely get this. So, this is how to do a bed of that crispy
6: skin and put
1: it over greens. Please, tell us about this.
6: Well, oftentimes in recipes, I'm actually telling you to take the skin off. Like if you're going to cedar plank salmon or you're going to stir fry it, the skin's irrelevant, but the skin can be repurposed. And there's no waste because you get this texturally, this crusty shards that when you marinate it and then you broil it, it just changes completely. And people are so averse to, like, they think, oh, my God, you're eating fish skin. And that's actually, <laughs> you know, when you scrape away the flesh, I use the dull side of a knife, the back of the knife, and I scrape away the, the flesh that's clinging to the skin. And you, you've taken the scales off. You know, it's really important yeah. you take the scales off. <laughs>
2: right. And,
6: yeah. um, and you marinate it and you pat it dry and then you put it under the broiler. And you have to watch it closely because it does go from crisp to burnt. In, yes, we've in burned no thousands time of, time. <laughs> of dollars of things. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have I. And um, But then you can crackle it over. I mean, you could make a salmon Caesar salad and Crackle it over the top. Oh, or, that's awesome! Uh, oh. Yeah, and Stop. you, uh, and you could even crackle some over the slow roasted salmon that you just had. is a is a really just that's little a punch great
2: textural
5: um, um, yeah.
6: and I love it over runny eggs.
1: Yeah. So you've got a recipe in the book for just that. I can see that you've got the greens and then uh, poached eggs, runny eggs, and then you've scattered the crispy salmon skin over the top of that. And I thought, what a brunch idea this is, although we've got another brunch thing coming. But the water that you are marinating this is soy sauce, water, touch of brown sugar and lemon juice. Do you have to do that? If we just put the salmon skin straight into the oven under the broiler, would it do the same thing?
6: Well, you need a way to caramelize it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the soy is there to give you some added flavor. The lemon juice is there to brighten those flavors. The brown sugar that you've dissolved is there to help caramelize it. So you could probably even use some honey dissolved in some warm water and get a similar result but you need something that's going to help caramelize it
3: yeah i love your combination when you broil something that has soy sauce in it it's a very unique flavor yeah yeah,
6: it's a little umami yeah
3: yeah you get that savory and And
1: by the way for people who are gluten-free just millions of people now there's gluten-free soy sauce and so you're basically all set we just wanted to say we absolutely love that Okay, let's go over to something that seems so complicated. When you hear about grovlocks, the marinating of pieces of salmon sliced thin, and Chris is shaking. I'm shaking my head. No, it's so
3: easy. I'm surprised more people don't do it.
1: Well, it's a Scandinavian thing. And I remember reading Julia Child's biography written by somebody else. And she had to be in Scandinavia for quite a long period of time and was nervous about that because there's not a lot. It's like going to Canada. There's not a lot of fresh grown stuff. Mm -hmm. And she fell in love with what people were doing. So in Scandinavia, the food is very clean and beautiful. And as a result, these flavors come through because of the style of cooking, because of the way the ingredients get to be what they are. So gravlax, very, very Scandinavian idea. This recipe calls for a little bit of sugar and salt and um, the salmon filet, of course, and a little gin or akavit. yeah and um, some fresh chives, or you could use green onions. And uh, There's usually bread, like a pumpernickel on the side. But um, tell us, Diane, about your recipe for making gravlax. And Chris, chime in on this, about easiness.
6: The technique is traditional. I mix it up a little by using gin. You can use Aquavis. Some people use vodka. But just picture that you're taking a side of salmon or even a big fillet, and you're rubbing it on both sides with a mixture of salt and sugar. And you're putting it on a piece of plastic wrap. I lay dill over the top, over the flesh side of it. And I pour the gin or the aqua over that. And I wrap it up. And you weight it down. So I typically put it in, depending on the size of the filet or the chunk of it I have. I might put it in a 9 by 13 glass baking dish. And you weight it down. And you turn it every couple of days And you wait it down continuously in the refrigerator.
3: Takes about, what, three three days, four days? Yeah.
6: Yeah. And then you've got, you take it off, you rinse off the.
3: Slice it thin. I tell people. And slice it
6: thin, and you're done. Yeah, I tell people all the
3: time it is the easiest way to turn $10 into $50. Yes. Meaning? That's what Groflocks cost. costs. If you go to your supermarket or anywhere and you get grov it's really expensive. And you really can take expensive. a $10 piece of salmon mm-hmm. that you get at a fish market or even at your grocery store. It can be a small one-pound, two-pound piece and do just like you said, oh. and you get this most amazing texture in the
1: I was going to say, why are we doing it? Why are we adding sugar? To and salt to yeah, I, was, salmon. I was curious about the sugar itself. To salmon at all. Why are we doing it?
3: It's mostly preserving, right? That's the main right. reason it started in Scandinavia. They wanted a way to preserve their fish, you know, keep it longer. And in doing so, they ended up with this amazing result. And I mean, I yeah. grew up in Queens. Delicious. And, and we had a bagel <laughs> with a schmear and, and grovloks every morning for
1: breakfast. I love it. But not grovloks. Oh
6: yeah, well blocks. it's so oh, similar. Yeah. It's different because the other is cold smoke and this is this is cured with a different process. But the texture is it's not quite the same but it's very similar. Yeah, and I would do is. the same thing. The schmear and the oh. and, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So for people
1: who are um, very concerned about plastic wrap, is there a concern you've got alcohol and fish which is pressed with plastic wrap? Having Chris, you're shaking your head now. No, no, not no a because, concern. no,
3: not a concern. Heat is really the, you know, when we're dealing with plastic wrap and why people are afraid of it and what it does and stuff, that's always when it's heat is added. But when you're in the refrigerator, and again, this goes right in the refrigerator, it stays in the refrigerator, you don't have that problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
3: what the purpose of the weight? Uh, to press it, because basically – so this is well, the other thing about gravlax. It is cooked, right, technically. It's just not cooked with heat. It's, it's like cooked ceviche. with salt. Ceviche? Yeah. Ceviche. So yes. cooking is the removal of moisture, and this is what you do by salting and sugaring it. You actually remove the moisture, and the pressing of it helps
1: that process. This right. is yeah. – our guest is Diane Morgan, and she is author of the book called Simply Salmon, Everything You Need to Know, Plus 45 Recipes. In the beginning of the book, she talks a lot about – the various kinds of salmon, it can be confusing. It is to me. I love salmon, but when I get into the market I'm thinking, just as I do with a side of beef, wait a minute, what is this part from and why is this one round? And this is what this <laughs> yeah. is Alaskan, but this, this is, is Scottish Alaska, yeah. and what oh, yeah. you know, and I'm trying to understand from raised is it <laughs> always good wild, or always yeah. bad? Yeah. If it's from another country, is that but I mean it's just become so crazy. So the whole first chunk of the book is explaining all that That's to great. us. Um, I wanted to tell you about a couple of other recipes from this book that we have on the website, org. Crispy skin pan-seared salmon with a summertime succotash. I promise you it's on the way. <laughs> you could really serve it with absolutely anything poached eggs and smoked salmon on tapenade mayonnaise-smeared bread. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, With that egg just slightly with a little runniness.
2: Mm. Firm, but
1: a little touch of egg dripping over that. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, but that is a good brunch thing. Just to give you a feel for the book, I wanted to be sure to say, not only the things we've talked about but there is a crisp rice coated salmon with a citrus sriracha sauce which i thought was a great idea there's a pan roasted salmon with potatoes and kale and again for texture panko crusted salmon cakes with jicama orange slaw doesn't all this sound good that's amazing in other words if you change it up you have got a great thing going on with salmon, and it's Diane Morgan and her book, Salmon, that's convinced us of that. Diane, thank you so much for being on the Food Schmooze and doing what you do.
6: Love it. Thank you for making my recipes come alive.
1: <laughs> we are on WNPR Thursdays at 3, and join the conversation with us. We're always up for a good time online at foodschmooze, foodschmooze.org. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. When they come to mind